0: Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short the Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And it's time for our second Pop Culture Club episode, where we're going to dive into the reading and watching assignments that we gave each other. And we're going to talk about what else we've been watching and reading and listening to later on in this episode. If you want to find us outside of the podcast, you can do that on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. We are at Megan and Wendy. You can join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. And you can also email us at Wendy at gmail.com. And I know we have emails today. Thank you so much. Our first email is from Ashley, who says, good morning. After listening to your last podcast about breakfast, I was dying to send over my favorite quick breakfast. I toast one, sometimes two slices of grainy toast that my kids hate slather with peanut butter protein, and then slice a few bananas on top. I've become adept at eating this during stoplight breaks on my drive to work. Love that idea. And now to my ask, ladies, I need recommendations and I am hoping your listeners may also enjoy some pointers, but perhaps for different reasons. I've recently had some unfortunate medical stuff going on and it's making my legs super sensitive to the point where anything other than soft pants slash yoga pants are excruciating to wear for any length of time with vast swaths of employees, maybe diving back into in-person work. Perhaps you can give us some ideas on soft pants that are somewhat professional, I don't want to invest too much as I'm hoping, nay demanding, this leg problem of mine is temporary and I can go back to my uniform of jeans at the office. However, now that skinny legging style pants being out of fashion, what do I wear? I tried a loose fitting jogger and felt extremely out of place at the copier, even with my office being pretty casual by nature. Thank you for any advice you may have. I really appreciate it. In fact, I just purchased a truckload of the Warner's muffin top hiding undies and love them. I'm wearing them right now. (laughs) Wait, you're wearing them right now? She said, "I'm wearing them right now." Megan is wearing them (laughs) right now. (laughs) Let's talk soft pants. Uh, I love me soft pants. First of all, these are technically jeans, but they're a wit and wisdom ab solution leisure pull on pants. Now, I have them in indigo, which is a dark denim blue, and I also have them in a. It's kind of like a washed weather black. Mm-hmm. The black ones are so much softer than the like indigo denim mm. ones. I mean, I love them. They have a soft waistband with a um drawstring. Right. But like the actual like fabric of the pant is just it's so soft. I am a huge fan of those. I would get those. But on top of that, other suggestions? I mean, I don't mm. No. Okay, hear me out. I would like to address two things in this email. First of all, she brings up skinny jeans, leggings being out of fashion. Now, I'm not sure that that's something she would want to wear given her current situation. Like, that's not going to be comfortable on her legs. Mm-hmm. But let go of what's in fashion. If you like your skinny jeans, if you like leggings, people are still wearing those. If you go to Target, every jean they have is a mom jean or a skinny jean. Yeah. So, the skinny jeans, I don't think are going anywhere. And if that's what you have and makes you happy, please wear those. But in this particular situation, I think a wide-legged pant is your friend. If you Google soft pants right now, it's giving lots of leisure wear options. Now in the past, I've Googled it and I've gotten kind of a pull-on pant. I would also Google pull-on pant because brands like J.Crew and Loft And Old Navy are making like a pull-on pant for work Mm -hmm. that's a little more comfortable, a little less. It still has the look of a work pant without feeling so structured on. Yeah. But I think in your case, I would go with a wide-legged pant. And I think you can do like a really simple black. I have a pair from Target that are elastic waistband even. Mm -hmm. Just something flowy but still professional looking. Got a couple of solids and power through to keep you going at work. I love wide leg pants and I'm glad that they're coming back in fashion. Yeah. Lots of brands are carrying Mm -hmm. them. And I think as we head into summer, we're going to see more of these flowy pant situations. I think we're right on the cusp of seeing those summer and spring lines. I feel like February is a bad time for fashion. It is. Like it's still cold everywhere, but brands are starting to kind of release. I think we're going to, March is going to be a big month for flowy pants. Even a maxi dress. I don't know if that's your comfort level. I know you asked for pants, but maxi dresses are everywhere from every brand Mm -hmm. this year. That's another leg covering but flowy option. That's a good suggestion. If you have other ideas, please email them to us and we will share them with Ashley. Yes. Second email is from Jenny. Who says, I was listening to the podcast this morning on my walk as per usual when you were talking about making boiled eggs in your dash machine, but lamenting the idea of having to poke a hole in each egg prior to cooking, I was shouting to myself, saying, No, but you don't have to, like the true weirder that I am. I'm sure there's chatter about the bizarre lady talking to herself on the hiking trails on our next door page right now. I used to poke holes in my eggs every time until I read somewhere you don't actually have to. Just that small little life hack made all the difference between me feeling too too lazy to boil eggs i know right and finding the energy to do it my eggs turn out perfect every time and peel like a dream i love my little dash egg cooker yeah the dash egg cooker is really cool honestly i don't use it though my husband does and i don't know if he pokes the hole or not i meant to ask him but i forgot well it seems like you don't have to so uh, he's that's kind a, of a that's rule follower though in terms of like it says you have to poke the hole so he probably pokes the hole you should ask him follow up next time i will Thank you so much for your emails, everybody. We appreciate them. Again, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. Questions, comments, thoughts. We want to hear it. This is a little warning for the next segment of our podcast. We are going to be discussing the show Love is Blind, and there will be spoilers. So just a reminder, we'll remind you again. But if you have not watched the show and you don't want spoilers about this real deep thinker of a show, <laughs> you're going to want to click ahead in the future. But first... Let's talk about something very serious. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> don't be. Last night was our final closing night of our elementary school's musical, mm-hmm. and I'm having some feelings about that. Mm. I've had kids at this elementary school for 10 years. This is our last year there. My youngest is a sixth grader. Where we live, sixth grade is elementary school. They don't go to middle school till seventh grade, and... There's two different things going on. One, the musical is kind of like a microcosm for the bigger, like leaving sixth grade feeling. Sure. This is kind of the first, last thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My kids have participated in the musical for the past six years, with the exception of last year, of course. Like many things that kids participate in, it has, you know, its own side of politics. There are emotions involved, but it has been a net positive experience, to Borrow an expression from my least favorite Love is Blind character. And I always get very emotional at the performances. Did you cry? Every single time. Oh, my God. Every (laughs) single time. And it's not about my kids. It's about these kids on stage. The lights go down. The stage lights come up. The music comes on. They did this entire show in masks. Mm -hmm. And it was still amazing. And I think this year it took on that extra, like, we had to pivot And still made it happen. And I know it's such a special experience for the kids. They really look forward to this. And so the thing is that, A, like, it feels like a big deal. My youngest kid is leaving elementary school this year. And it will be sad to not be a part of this school. But what I know now, having had a kid go through middle school and I have a kid at high school... The community at the middle school and high school is not for the parents anymore. No. Yeah, I agree. Our elementary school principal knows my name. He knows my kids. You know, everybody knows who you are. My son's teachers don't have any idea who I am. His principal certainly doesn't know who I am. And that is as it should be. Yeah, But it is a different experience. Agree. And so I don't feel as connected to that school. So do you feel like a little bit lost now or you're worried that you'll be lost going into next year because you're not a part of like the parent community at school? Well, I've already felt that a little bit because in the past few years, I used to be much more involved Mm -hmm. in school. Part of that is the opportunity has gone away. Part of it is I've pulled back. So I definitely felt like in the past couple of years, I've started to lose that connection. The kids went out last night and all the parents were standing around. I was like, oh, I don't really know as many people as Mm -hmm. I used to. Yeah. I'm not so much worried about feeling lost. It's just that those schools don't feel like a comfortable, homey place for me, which Mm -hmm. is okay, but it is a change. Yeah. No, I fully understand the change because when my daughter finished elementary school, I was Super involved Mm -hmm. at elementary school, middle school. You know, we got all jacked from the COVID year. She was in public school and then moved to private school, in which she's in private school now in eighth grade. And like, I'm not part of that school community like at all. Mm -hmm. But it's very small, and a lot of those students and parents have been there since kindergarten. So like, I'm way on the outside fringe, Mm -hmm. you know. And then next year into high school, I really don't know what to expect because she's starting a brand new school, right? I don't know. I've never even been on campus at my son's school. All of the parent information night and orientation that was all virtual. I think my opinion is, is that you can't believe that your baby girl is finishing elementary school. Oh, for sure. That's got to be what it is. Yeah. And she doesn't seem as old to me as my son did at this age. Mm -hmm. You know, your younger kids... You just see them through a different lens. She's the baby. You know what blows my mind is that, like, I think she was in preschool when we started our YouTube channel. Mm, Probably. And, like, just to think, like, how fast that has gone. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's gone really fast for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. And it's a weird transition as our kids get older. Mm -hmm. Like, you've always been just so, like helping them grow up and here they are growing up and it's like they're moving they're not moving away from us but you know what i mean there's a little bit of like detachment happening it's going to be a series of last moments for the next couple of months but that said i love the musical i'm always so proud of them for giving up on stage and you see a whole different side of these kids the sixth graders especially feel very big when they sure have their final show it was nice but I was a little emotional, I'm sure. I understand last um last night was also my daughter plays NJB basketball mm-hmm. and once you get to a certain age which she has at, is at currently right now like you age out, you age out. Mm-hmm. And so she played her last basketball game last night and it was kind of sad. Yeah, next yeah. is high school basketball. A sharp left turn. Okay. Wendy and I were discussing Venmo last week do you scroll through your Venmo feed every now and then? I do. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you buying people? Who and, are you paying? I'm into it. And I know. then are you trying to decipher like, Oh, what do you, what was that for? And then sometimes, though, I get a little bit jealous because it'll be like, oh, brunch. Oh, oh yeah. drinks. So I'm like, oh, you had brunch without me. Well, of course I did. Oh, my gosh. You're funny. I feel like I always see, like, services. It's like, gardener or haircut or, and oh, it's no. always an emoji. You know, it's never, yes. it never s- spells it out exactly what it is. Okay, but do you leave your Venmo transactions public? Super private. Mine's all private. Same. I never, not even like for being paid back for a starbucks would i send no publicly no at one time um i think i did have it open publicly and then i got all these weird like friend requests and messages oh, from bizarre. like dudes looking to meet up and hook up what? and wants to be yeah it was bizarre and i was like Ey. i'm not sure that we need this socialization <laughs> of our financial transactions no. but then like... anyway venmo stalking. tell us your favorite venmo stories yeah, I'm dying to know. Like, I know that I've done some sneaky Venmo stuff <laughs> that I'm not even going to talk about here on the podcast. Okay, moving on. I have a question, and it's a throwback question. Okay. Do you still use the Body Buddy? The lotion thing? Yes. Well, you know, I'm not in my house right now. Okay. Um but yes, it's especially this time of year yes. because my back gets super dry and yes. It hurts. And yes, I just recently used it. It hangs in my closet, so okay, that's where I like you act- still own it. Yeah. It's I mean, it's like torturous a little bit it's cold because it's so cold. And I have found that like if you use like a body butter instead, it's like not as bad as uh, like, I don't know. Anyway, yes, I still use it for anybody who may be new to the podcast or doesn't remember this deep cut. Wendy bought a product that is essentially a strap of non-absorbent fabric mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. that you kind of use in a swish, swish, swish back and forth motion to apply lotion to your back. Yeah. Perfect. Or anywhere else you can't reach. Well, we talked about it several times, but I was thinking of it last night. My skin has been so dry lately to the point that a couple of times, once over the weekend and then last night I'm sitting and I can't sit still because my back is so itchy. Mm-hmm. And last night I actually got out of bed and contorted into multiple positions to get <laughs> lotion onto my back because I could not settle down. I don't know that I've ever had that experience where I've been so uncomfortable that my skin was so dry. So this morning, I made mean, my husband put lotion on my back before he we went to work. You got to get yourself a body buddy. I think I might. I mean, I don't use it all the time. For me, putting lotion on is like a it's it's a sensory right issue. Like I I don't enjoy that. I mean, it's fabulous for like getting lotion on your back on your mm-hmm. back backside. But I um I often use it like if I just don't want to rub lotion on your legs. I know it sounds super weird, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it works. It's still in the rotation. Yeah. Well, let's take a very quick break and come back with our pop culture club thoughts. We're back, and Pop Culture Club is a new segment for 2022, where every month, Wendy assigns me something to watch, and I assign Wendy something to read, and we are back with our thoughts on our assignments for this month. And this month, I assigned Wendy the book, The Idea of You by Robin Lee, and I am very curious to hear your thoughts. Well, first off, for the listeners at home, I'm going to read the synopsis from Goodreads, which I thought was like perfect. Maybe you wrote it. (laughs) Do you write your reviews on Goodreads? Never. So here it is. It says there is no escapism like reading about a nearly middle aged woman embarking on a glittering global love affair with a thoughtful young sex God. Hey, I mean, it pretty much sums it up. No. Uh huh. Um, I really liked this book. Oh, good. I, I, Really like this book, <laughs> and not to sound like some sex crazed middle aged married woman of 20 years, I just it was entertaining mm-hmm. compared to last month's book. This, I couldn't every time I got in the car, I listened to it like I was like, I, What's happening now? What's gonna happen mm-hmm. now? Essentially, it's about a middle aged woman who meets a 19 year old boy bander mm-hmm. and they end up having a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's very descriptive. Their, their intimate scenes yes, are very descriptive to a point where I would feel like almost like blushed in the yes. car. <laughs> like listening, like, oh, my God, I got to turn it down because <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's going to be listening? My daughter would get in the car. I was like, oh, oh, let me turn this off. Let me turn this off. Yes. <laughs> you know, very steamy. Yes. Very steamy. And I'm no prude, you know, but I'm. Right? I was like whoa and I know several times I texted you and was like this book oh my god steamy 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 I got a little uncomfortable because they talked about you know what I can't even say it it made me so uncomfortable <laughs> like they said it so many several times and was like so descriptive about it I was like mm, <laughs> my god this makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> anyway I really liked it now like I've said before, I consume most books via Audible. Yes, and this book was read by the author, and I know that you're in some like author-specific Facebook group for it, a book-specific group. Oh, it's but the like, author's in the group. Okay. So Megan had told me that there was some feedback that people didn't like the author reading the book because I she's, have heard that she's not a voice actor, right? I thought it was really good. I thought she did all the voices really great, with the exception of, like, uh, her daughter. She has, like, a 13-year-old daughter in it. That wasn't great. But the boy bander guy, his name is Hayes, Mm -hmm. and he's English, right? Yes. So every time, like, they would go when they would see each other or when they were intimate or whatever, he would say hi, and she would say hi back or hi there or whatever. But the voice that she made for him was always like this hi (laughs) and i would laugh every single time because she it was so drawn out hi (laughs) it was just weird it was super weird that was the only weird thing about it but i i i thought it was good on audio and i thought it was a very sexy entertaining story you know it has been called harry styles fan fiction well that's (laughs) funny you bring that up because i was like Trying to imagine like what these characters would look like. And I know the book has been optioned for a movie. And it is said that Anne Hathaway is going to play the lead character, which I think is a super miscast. Yes. I can't even imagine her playing this character. Agree. But I was like, who's the dude? I'm trying to picture like the dude. And I would very much try to envision Harry Styles. Yes. But I couldn't get there. He was like a blonde to me in the book. Okay. And I think he was a blonde in the book. So I had this, like, vision of, like, one of the other One Direction dudes. Okay. What did you think of the ending? I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I think she needed to do it. I felt kind of sad for her. Yeah. And I felt sad for him, too. But I thought their relationship was solely based off of sex. Oh. I didn't – I mean, they did say, like, I love you and I love you. But, like, he wasn't involved in, like, her daughter's life or her everyday life, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, when they met up, they would be, you know, spending time together. But, like, their lives were not intertwined by any means. No. Um, so, I I don't know. I mean, it was – sad but appropriate I you didn't find yourself saying wait no that, that can't be the end i like, did I did. Yeah. I did i kept looking at like the minutes on my the mm. remaining minutes i was like no two more minutes left. no no you know yeah my feelings about this book are that i both have always wanted a sequel to this book and i never want a sequel to this book mm like i want their redemption but i don't know that there is one and i don't want to ruin their story this book stuck with me for a long time i bought an august moon mug what for the band i don't have it anymore it has been decluttered but i did on etsy (laughs) buy a mug for the fictional band in this book that's hilarious this is a great escapist read. It is kind of a cult favorite. If you haven't read this book, put it on your spring and summer reading list. Because it is, I think, escapism at its finest. Do you Have you read any of her other books? I don't think she's written another book. Oh, that book. was her one she's and only? She's actively, I believe, writing a second book. But that, as far as I know, is her only book. Hmm. So Wendy assigned me the 2010 movie The Town... Starring Ben Affleck. Directed by Ben Affleck. And I have a lot of movie blind spots. When my husband and I got married, before we had kids, we'd go to the movies every Friday night. Oh. But then we had kids. And I stopped seeing movies. Yeah, So my son was born in 2007. So for the past 14 and a half years, I don't see movies. Unless it's a kid's movie. So I had never seen this movie, but it is one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. It's about these... Boston dudes who commit bank robberies and they are very savvy. Mm-hmm. The opening scene is them robbing a bank, and it is uh, one thing I was like, oh, look at that. Like they took the security footage out and they put it in the microwave to ruin it. Now, <laughs> that would never fly in 2022 because it's all in the cloud, doesn't yeah. work. There's one scene also in that opening bank robbery scene. They're like, kick your blackberries into the center of the room. And there were some moments that uh, really centered it as a 2010 movie. I loved Ben Affleck in this I told you. Like, I know he's problematic for a lot of people, but he was so good in it, right? He is. I rooted for him. I wanted him to get away. Even though he's the bad guy. Even though he's the bad guy. 100% the bad guy. And there's scenes where they've... Further on in the movie, they've committed another robbery and they're running away from the police and they're actively shooting at the police, but they're not shooting to kill. They're shooting to like uh, disable the police cars, they mm-hmm. like shoot at the engine block or at the tires. And it, I kept watching them like they're not trying to kill anybody. They're just trying to get away. They're not trying to kill anybody. They're just trying to get away. I rooted for his relationship with Claire. I found myself feeling like maybe she'll go find him in Florida oh, at the end. At the end that is always my like hope. Like that this is a movie where I I, I need a sequel because I need to know if did she go to Florida and find him? I really felt the feelings in this movie when she realizes who he is. And she's just kind of heartbroken. I was like, no, but hear him out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Blake Lively's in this movie. She plays a drug addict. She plays it perfectly. I love her. I've never seen her in a role like this. I mean, I know Blake Lively from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Mm -hmm. and Gossip Girl and that movie she was in with Anna Kendrick where she's super buttoned up, Mm -hmm. but This was a departure from everything I've ever seen her in, and she's fantastic. I know! She's so good. And then the most terrifying person in this movie is Jeremy Renner, who plays Jem. He's terrifying. I was like, if I met him, I would be afraid of him. Oh, right. The movie did a really nice job. There's a point where... Doug and Claire are sitting at an outdoor restaurant and Jem sees That's them. That's one of the scariest parts for me. And he, you know, very affably walks up and says hello and they're having a nice conversation, but his tattoo, they kept flashing to the tattoo. And I was like, don't, don't turn to the side. Don't turn to the He's side. Like, see away. the whole time thinking, if you have this very noticeable tattoo, like, wouldn't you cover it with? Yeah. Ma- duct tape or something going into <laughs> Rama Bank—that is a very identifiable characteristic. And the scene afterwards, where you know, Doug slash Ben realizes being tailed by Jem, who's a scary dude. Mm-hmm. There's lots of scary dudes in this movie. I know, and and Doug and Jim's history. Right, there's a lot of entanglement there, and family history. It's, I just, yeah, Doug's dad's yeah. A, also a bad dude. Oh, man, lots of bad dudes. I know, and yet I still wanted. Ben to get away. I know. Yeah, I want too. him to go to his sunny place. I know. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I this is a movie. If it's on cable, I'm flipping through the, and it's on. I'm, I watch it every single time. I I can see it. that. I I enjoyed it. So thank you for the assignment. Yay! Are you ready for our pop culture club March assignments? I'm a little afraid. Uh oh. You may go first. Okay. I'm wearing something that might give you a hint. Wendy's wearing her Don't Activate Me. Do you know what this is from? I believe it's from Summer House. It is from Summer House. And I would like you to watch season two. Oh, thank God, because I've House. seen parts of season one, and it's Season one enjoy is it. terrible. It's not great. So you might be just a tiny bit lost when you start season two, but I'm sure you'll, you, you'll catch up real quick. Yeah, it's, it's got some of the same players and some are not there anymore. And it's it not just, Breaking Bad I can catch up it's with. It's reality TV. You'll be fine. It's <laughs> so happening? Season two, there are, and I'm sorry, 11 episodes, 12 with the reunion. You don't have to watch the reunion. I would like you to play, pay close attention to episode seven when they celebrate Kyle's birthday. And okay. I want to hear what you would have done. So Summerhouse is streaming on Peacock. I will watch season two. You can watch along with us. Now, as we were creating our assignments, Wendy gave me a lot of parameters this time. I did not. Yes, you did. Let me repeat back to you things that you said. Did I say make it hot and steamy like the one I just read? No. <laughs> I've given you two romance books and... I said, oh, we should do sci-fi because I'd really like Wendy to read something like Project Hail Mary. And she said, absolutely not. And I said, how about Sexy Fairies? And she said, absolutely not. And these are books that are the kind of books that I think about over and over that I think I loved these books. But she said no. So guess what? You leave me no choice. We are reading. (laughs) Where did it go? It ends with us by Colleen Hoover and the synopsis is, well, I'm going to read you just the beginning in this brave and heartbreaking novel that digs its claws into you and doesn't let go long after you finished it from the New York times, number one, bestselling author of all your perfects, a workaholic with a too good to be true romance. Can't stop thinking about her first love. I read this book, and I thought I knew what it was about, but it has taken book talk by storm. It is... What the hell is book talk? You know, like the book community on TikTok? Oh, goodness. Okay. There is a... I believe it's a prequel that's coming out this year called It Starts With Us. Mm -hmm. And so I had planned to reread this because I, I have read it. It's in my Goodreads, but everyone talks about this book as... So all-consuming, and I feel like maybe I need to reread it. So I'm asking you to read it also, and then maybe you'll want to read the new book coming out this summer. Okay. But it's not sci-fi. No. Okay, good, 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 <sighs> But, you know, send us your emails and tell Wendy. I watched The Town. That's... Oh, my God. It's That's a romance with bank robbery mixed in. With scary dudes. I don't want to read about muscular dudes wearing fairy wings that's what i'm wearing them they're part of their body i don't understand i can't i cannot who who among us who is a fan of the accord of thorns and roses series can write a compelling argument for wendy reading those books send us an email moving on we have watched a lot in the last month we need to start up top right up top with love is blind okay Season two just came out on Netflix. The finale was just on Friday. We loved season one, Mm -hmm. and when I went into season two, I thought it's not going to be as good. Yeah, I'm not that excited about it. Yeah, and then I watched one episode, and four hours later, (laughs) I was like, "Oh crap! I got to go to bed." It got me. I I will say that I wasn't like I get hung up on like previous seasons, right? And I will say like these. Characters, Yes. Unquote, unquote characters. These people, they grew on me. Uh-huh. I did not have high hopes for them, though. There was no them. Cameron and Lauren of season two. Yeah, No, 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 no. There was no couple that I was so excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we just jump into the finale? Yeah. Okay. Were you surprised at who actually got married? I was not surprised at who actually got married. So... As a reminder, these are spoilers. So the two couples that get married are Nick and Danielle. I, I felt like they were on rocky ground heading into the finale. Absolutely. I thought she was going to sabotage that whole thing because she was, for me, watching it was problematic in that relationship. Like I, she wanted to pick a fight for everything. Always, and I think he, being the older one, just desperately wanted to be married and to be in that committed relationship. There is something off about him. I don't know what it is. He seems uncomfortable all the time. I, I know the rumors. I'm not going to address them because I think it's unfair. Mm-hmm. But I do when I watch him think, I, I. I believe it less and less. And the sweating that was happening at his wedding. Okay. It was in full sun, but the man was, it was literally pouring out of his body. Yeah. She wasn't sweating. I know. So it couldn't have been that hot. I don't know. It was, that was crazy. It was intense. You're right. Did he sweat through his like uh, suit and stuff too? Through his pants. I don't know if I really saw that. Did they show him walking away and they were all wet? He goes, I sweat through my pants. And then they flashed to a wet spot on the front of his pants. I don't know if I saw that. Yikes. I would like to direct everyone's attention to the Love is Blind hashtag on Twitter. It gives and it gives and it gives. It is hilarious if you've seen any of this show. There's so much good stuff. Okay, who was the second couple that got married? Ayana and Jarrett. And I was rooting for them. See, I felt that he was still very much into Mallory. However, at their wedding, they felt very connected to me yes. at Jarrett and Ayana. Yes. They just fit perfectly, I thought. I agree. I went on a roller coaster with Jarrett and Ayana. I felt badly for her when she was his second choice. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Mexico and I thought, look, they have a genuine connection. Then I saw Jared and Mallory having a conversation and I thought, oh, I don't like this at all. Because it felt to me like he was trying to be like, you made the wrong decision. And oh, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah. But then going forward, I continued to feel like Jarrett and Ayana had a connection. That was real. That maybe Jared and Mallory had a fun connection and they could have been great friends. But I believed in Jared and Ayana's connection. And going into the wedding, I know she has some concerns about his ability to grow up. And I guess only time will tell because there was not enough time. How could he have possibly yeah. have changed? Yeah. But I I believed them. Honestly, at the end of the day, they are my favorite couple on the show. Yeah. I worry that he's not going to uh, chill out on his partying. Right. For her. Because she's very, like, she's working on her masters or something like that, I think. Well, there was one scene. She's like, I don't need you home by one, but by three. And I thought... 3 AM nah, Dude, you better be home by 9 30. Also, 1 AM? I know. I haven't been out to 1 AM. <laughs> I mean, if my husband were out regularly till 1 AM without me, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. And look, I want my husband to have a life outside of me. I he spends time with his friends. I am all for that. I think that's very healthy. Yeah, but Jared up in the club till one AM. Right, three, four nights a week. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no thank you. Okay. I don't know which direction to go. Let's start low. Let's start low. And I feel like the lowest stakes of the people who didn't get married is Mallory and Sal. I was shook. That, that he sh- said no. Yeah, that he said no. And didn't it seem like she was going to say yes? Yes. That's what I felt, too. Yeah, but, I'm not, but then their conversation was like, should we continue to try this? Like, he needed more time. Right. And I thought that was fair. Agree. But- they don't have the option of saying, I need more time prior to, like, getting up on the altar. Correct. So, you know, I thought that was fair. But I don't see them as a as a match, though. I don't either. I think Sal liked Mallory more than Mallory liked Sal. And mm-hmm. I think Sal could feel that. Mm-hmm. And I think Mallory was fighting for her life to convince herself she had made the right choice. And I think she never felt that way. I agree. I agree. And I thought Sal was like a stand-up guy. He was a nice guy. Right. Like when he talked to her family at the wedding after she like left, she's like, bye. And then like walks down the aisle, which is super uncomfortable. But I thought, what a good dude to like be like, it it meant a lot for you all to come out here today. Thank you for being here. Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. I just thought he's like a good guy. They're just not a match. I agree. But I don't ever need to see him singing to her again. Oh, God. I know. Stop that. And... I don't ever want someone to do that for me either. Would you just be super uncomfortable? I fast forwarded to those scenes. It did nothing for me to watch him (laughs) sing to her. Okay, who's next? Natalie and Shane. Shocked they didn't get married. I thought for sure they were going to get married. Right up until they were fighting. Although, so we find out they had a big fight. Yes. But we don't find out the context of content of the fight until after the wedding. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to get married too. Me too. But she looked unhappy. Yes. Like, like sh- she did not look excited. She looked pissed. Yes. actually. And I would have been too. I- Apparently he told her he hated her. There is a tweet with a shot of Natalie's mom with that mean mug on her face, looking Mm -hmm. at Shane's mom. And it says, I'm sure Natalie's mom knew about the fight and Shane's cruel words. So the look she gave Shane's mom was, my daughter is not marrying your rat bastard son today. I loved the moment with her dad. My my greatest accomplishment is being your dad. I cried. (laughs) All of the parents really on this episode came through for me. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she said no. Because first of all, Shane appeared to be drunk at their wedding. He was something. And second of all, I hate you and you're the worst decision I've ever made. People say mean things when they're fighting. That is next level to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's And I'm supposed to show up the next day and marry you. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. And the fact that he seemed surprised by that. Oh, he was butthurt, definitely. Yes. Like, he was like, I can't I can't deal with this now. Or I need a a moment to process he's in something like that i was like okay, dude come on shaking deep d <sighs> kind of surprised first of all let me say how beautiful she looked i oh loved gosh. her dress so much i was mad because i thought look at this beautiful dress you wasted on this jackass no but you know i was actually really surprised that he wore traditional wardrobe right For an Indian wedding. For an Indian wedding. And I really loved how they came out, like, kind of, like, dancing. Like, I was like, okay, this is going to be super fun. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yes. Oh, she knew. She knew. Oh, 100%. She went out there confident, cool as a cucumber. And she said, I'm 100% confident in my decision today before she went out there. There were no tears. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. And I loved that. What I hated, because I think Shake was going to say yes. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And after the fact, he is retconning the hell out of that scene. That made me so mad. And this tweet from Dauntless says, Not Shake, acting like he not embarrassed out of his mind. Totally, He was surprised. He thought he had the upper hand. He thought he was going to have this, like... This is my perfect life, right? Maybe I don't like it very much, but at least I'm married. Yeah. I'm so glad because he said over and over and over and over. Not I have doubts, not this is fast, but I'm not physically attracted to you. Oh, that is so hurtful. Again and again and again, and she's going to have to see this. And I was thinking as we're going into this episode... If they were to get married, when they have the reunion, because that's going to be the question everybody asks, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about him saying these things now that you're married? And how was she going to justify that? And I'm just so glad. And I loved her mom. Me too. So loving and so wonderful and so supportive and so proud of her daughter. Yeah. Yep. And I think... I'm more on the parent side of things than I am the potential getting married side (laughs) of things at this point. And when I was getting married, every single time I talked to my dad, every single time, he said, are you sure? Not because he didn't like my husband, but because we've talked about this before, but this was like the runaway bride made the news. Like, you don't remember? She like ran three states away. No. This, I will look it up, but... My parents were like, there is no point at which this is not reversible. There is no reason you should feel made to get married because you're so far into the process that you feel badly because obviously it's much easier before than after to solve the problem. And so he would say to me, you still want to get married? And I loved that. And I feel like as this is my plea to the parents of the world, like regardless of the money or the whatever, the potential embarrassment you're going to feel That's the reaction. You want your kids to make the right choice for themselves. For sure. I just loved her. And I'm so glad she had the support of her mom and her sisters have come out in support of her and have talked shit on Shake, (laughs) who is a trash bag. Yeah, I was like, he was like, it's all good. Let's celebrate. I'm like, celebrate what? That you just got dumped here at the altar? Are you happy? Like he was, I think he was. Spinning spinning that's great yeah he was spinning i just it just it was a bad look he goes if i had said yes she would have said yes no dipshit she said no first (laughs) (laughs) like i wonder how they decide that who they ask first do you think that's just based off of like all the production stuff they have and they know like someone is not or do they ask the couples what they're gonna say Uh, yeah maybe I don't know. I'd love to know the backstory. We do know that there were two additional engaged couples on this show that we never find out about. I do hope they're on the reunion. I would like to know more about them. I wonder if they just don't make good TV and then they get cut from the show. I assume. Do we think Shana will be back to claim Shane now? I'm sure she'll be on the reunion because she's good TV. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll watch the reunion. I need another one sooner than we got this time around. Side note: Did you see those like awesome Chicago apartments they were in? Like those are not their; those are like what production puts them in. But they were like, look at those views! They were insane. Agree. All right. What else are you watching, Megan? I'm watching a show on HBO Max called Ghosts. There is a British version and an American version. I'm watching the British version. It's a delightful little show. It's not scary. It's about an old English estate that a couple inherits, and it is inhabited by the ghosts of people who've died in this house over mm-hmm. hundreds of years. It's delightful. It's charming. I love I love it. Would I like it? Maybe. Mm. I'm also watching on HBO Max The Gilded Age, which uh-huh. is created by Julian Vellows, the creator of Downton Abbey, nope. but it is about late 19th century New York. It stars <laughs> Christine Baranski and Cynthia Nixon. It has a big cast, but they're the two most recognizable names. And the big conflict is... This old money, new money, Mm -hmm. and we've got this old money. They're kind of the royalty of New York, and they really do not like this new money, particularly this family that is like a railroad tycoon that Mm -hmm. builds this huge house, and they see them as kind of less than. And that's funny. If you liked Downton Abbey, I wouldn't say that this season doesn't have the same charm as Downton Abbey. They do a little bit of the upstairs-downstairs. We see the house staff as well. But I don't feel nearly as connected to them as I ever did on Downton Abbey. But I am enjoying this show quite a bit. And the last thing I'm watching is also on HBO Max called Somebody Somewhere. Have you heard of the show? I've seen the first two episodes. Okay. And what did you think? I liked it. it. I liked it. It was funny. It didn't totally keep my interest. It's just a quiet, nice little show. It's starts with a woman whose sister has recently died and she's just kind of lost in the world Mm -hmm. and she doesn't really have a place at work and she doesn't really have a place with friends and she feels kind of out of place with her family and she's just struggling to find her place. I have not finished the series. There's some family drama that I did not see coming a lot of people were like this is such a wonderful lovely show and i think that but it's not light watching in spite of the fact that it's a comedy in spite of the fact that the episodes are 27 minutes long mm-hmm. there is some big stuff in there mm-hmm. now let me give you the lowdown on what i've been watching let's do it <laughs> okay i'll make it quick megan king do you remember of course her? i love her okay so she has created a youtube channel mm-hmm. where she watches react it's her reactions to her first season on Real Housewives uh-huh. of Orange County, and it is so funny. And it's quick. It's fast. They're like, it's not the full hour episode. Uh-huh. You know, it's like the highlights of the episode. But I just like that she's so, what's the word? Self-effacing? She just would be like, Megan walk away. What are you doing? (laughs) And then the scenes with her and her ex-husband, Jim Edmonds she'd be like, look, he's just, there's nothing behind those eyes. He hates his wife. (laughs) And that's like the greatest part of it. I was like, she's just shit talking like her ex-husband, which I'm shocked about. Yes. Not that I'm, I'm shocked that she's putting that on YouTube. Right. Quite funny. She's got like three or four. I watched them the other day. I thought they were so funny. And if you've watched housewives and you're familiar with her, Get on that. Okay. She like talked about Brooks Mm -hmm. because he was going through his chemotherapy. Uh She was like, who's going through chemotherapy? Not you. You know, (laughs) it's just so funny. So, so funny. If you're sad that Love is Blind is over, I think you can get a similar fix through Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. I just started season 12. This was a show that I started early pandemic when i was like consuming lots of entertainment yes and it's it's a kooky little show like they don't see each other before they get married like they see each other first time on the altar okay they get married and then they learn about each other through. it seems to me i've seen this show but years ago it's uh, it's like i'm watching season 12 i think it's season 14 already it's on lifetime it's been on for years you can jump in at any point any point I started that last night, actually, and I'm on episode three already. Yeah. I watched it while getting ready this morning. Yeah. So see, okay, um, inventing Anna. Yes. Last time we talked, it had not come out yet. It's on. It's on uh, Netflix, and it stars Julia Fox. I really liked it. There's some feedback that it's slow for hmm. people. I was very interested in the story. I love Julia Fox Mm -hmm. as an actress. I thought the guy that played her lawyer was so good, and they were so good together in the very last episode. I liked it. You started it, right? Yeah, I'm on, like, episode four. I do fall asleep watching it, but I watch it in bed, so that's not really a judgment on the show. Were you familiar with the story beforehand? No. Yeah, I'd seen, like, a dateline or some sort of, like, news magazine, you know... I'm obsessed with her accent. I watched an interview with Julia Fox, how she came to that accent. And she kind of made herself like Russian with vocal fry. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. And I I find the accent a little bit distracting almost to the point that I'm watching the way like she forms her vowels. And there's some TikTokers that do like spoofs of her. And it's mm-hmm. funny to watch other people do the accent. What is so bizarre you say that about the accent? If I hear it enough, I can do it. It is I can't do it right now Uh because I haven't it, But once I hear it, I can do it. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) Because her voice is so specific. Right. And then you add this, like, Mm Russian-German. It's bizarre. I'm also watching Pam and Tommy on Hulu. And it's real bad. Bad, bad, bad. All I heard was talking penis and I was out. There was a talking penis in episode one. It's just weird and kooky and, like, not great. The only thing I really like about it is I am shocked at how well I can't remember her, the girl who's playing Pam Anderson right now, I can't remember her name, but they really made her look like her. Mm -hmm. And I did not know the story. I knew that they had this sex tape and that it was stolen, but I didn't know anything else beyond that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting to hear this story. And really, Pam is like a victim in all of this. And there's like a lot of pushback right now, like she didn't she didn't you know co-sign on all that stuff when it happened and i guess she is not happy about this movie now coming out too so i feel pretty bad for her the actress is named lily james who also played a role in late seasons of downton abbey and this is the exact opposite role for her they she has a nude scene and i wonder if that was actually her nude in it i don't i don't know you know because pam's body is very specific and so i was wondering if it was like prosthetics oh yeah you know yeah last up i know i talked about this last month but euphoria's season finale for season two was last night Mm -hmm. cried my eyes out cried my eyes every single episode of this season it was so good it was so good and mark my words Zendaya will be nominated for best dramatic actress she phenomenal in this show so good Quick recap what we're reading. I read eight books this month. The top two, the first was A Fall of Marigolds by Susan Meissner. It is a dual timeline story. Uh, It's about two women. Women. One, she they both lose someone they love. One in the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire in 1911. It's a fire that happened in New York. There was no escape from the upper floors and people were jumping. Oh. Um, and then another, a woman loses her husband in the in attacks on 9-11. And they are connected by a scarf, which sounds silly, but they tell their stories. And the woman from 1911 is also a nurse on Ellis Island because people would come and they would have diseases that needed to be treated before they would let them into the country Mm -hmm. and so they had this hospital on ellis island where they had to stay in quarantine until they were able to Mm -hmm. enter the country i enjoyed that sharp left turn my next book is called spoiler alert by olivia dade it is a romance it's more a fan fiction writer she falls in love with an actor who plays a character she writes fics about uh olivia dade writes these really realistic romances. I read a couple of her other books that don't have the punch of this book for me, but she typically writes uh, these plus size characters, which I really like. It's very body positive. And there is another book in the same universe as spoiler alert, which is called All the Fields, which I have not yet read, but I think I would enjoy. Is it on your list for this month? to read uh i have it on hold at the library so we'll see when it comes in eight books man that's crazy um what i read was the book that megan assigned also i just downloaded a book and i don't know why i did it's called little secrets by jennifer hillier does this sound familiar uh -uh. psychological thriller where a woman overwhelmed by tragedy desperately tries to save her marriage i love a psychological thriller yeah So I'm going to start that. I haven't read it yet. Okay. But it's downloaded. I'm still also listening to Midlife Bites, Anyone Else Falling Apart? Or Is It Just Me by Jen Mann? This hits real close to home. So I have to like take breaks while I'm listening to it. (laughs) I'm listening to it as well, but I can't listen to it for hours on end. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this just feels like real life. And I can't. It's a little like therapy. Like having your life reflected back to you is not always comfortable. But it's a good read. Yeah. What are you listening to? Mm My first podcast I'm listening to is called Sleep Meditation for Women. Last night, I was feeling terrible. I did not feel good at all. And I usually listen to, like, pop culture podcasts or something to mm-hmm. fall asleep at night. And, like, that yapping in my ear when I wasn't feeling well was, like, too overwhelming for me. So I, I put on my sleep. I listen to this every once in a while, especially when I have headaches. And it does the trick. I've listened to a couple of those. I like that podcast as well. And they're very specific. It'll be like sleep meditation for anxiety, sleep Mm -hmm. medication for productivity. Right. So I was like scrolling in bed Mm -hmm. looking for something like when you don't feel good. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm also listening to Give Them Lala, featuring Lala Kent. Who's the star? One of the stars of Vanderpump Rules. And Megan is making a face for me. I... uh, I like her guests. They're not my, like, I don't tune in for the guests. I like to listen to her up top stuff because she's usually talking about the Vanderpump friend she has or her Mm -hmm. crash and burn relationship with Randall or things going on with her cute little baby ocean. Like, so you get like a life update Mm -hmm. and I like that. So that's good. Last but not least, I wish I could remember who recommended this podcast. And I have downloaded it, and I have not listened to it, but I'm going to listen to it today. It's called Under the Influence with Joe Piazza. It is a deep dive into the mom internet, a multi-billion dollar industry dominated and consumed by women. And it's a look at how we got here. That's so funny because I have been subscribed to that podcast for a long time, but I don't know that I've ever listened to an episode until her most recent episode was an episode about teachers as influencers. Oh. And that was a really interesting, it was both, you know, teachers who are teacher influencers specifically, and then teachers who are influencers, you know, they're infertility influencers or fashion influencers or just whatever it is as a side hustle. And there's a lot of what do the parents think about this? Mm. What what's the legality of this? Mm-hmm. What is the repercussions? I loved that episode, so I would like to go back and listen to others. Apparently, she just launched season two, and somebody said that the first couple, like the first season, is better. But oh. so I'm gonna start at season one, or you know, episode one. I have a confession: I'm not listening to anything good. I'm in a podcast rut. I open up my podcast app. I have a couple. Old faves that I go to. There's nothing new that's grabbing me right now. And when it comes to music, I'm either listening to Broadway cast recordings <laughs> or Olivia Rodrigo because I have an 11 year old. I don't typically, if I'm by myself, listen to music. I listen to like a book or a podcast. But again, I've been listening to a couple audiobooks. I am just in a rut, so I don't have anything to recommend heartily in that category. Listen, I suggest checking out Billie Eilish, her last album, Happier Than okay. Ever. When I had COVID and I would be like driving around in my car, this was like towards, I had to get out in, in my car, guys, like towards the end of my infection, whatever. I felt like I was in some sort of like concert hall driving in my car listening to the music i should not have been on the road <laughs> i don't know it was so weird and my dad recently had covid too and i told him about this experience he goes oh my god i had the same experience so i don't know what was going on with me it was like i was like delirious probably yeah yeah Well, I also would like you to screenshot all the podcasts you listen to and just text it to me. Why? Because I want to know. I need to check them out. I need new podcast ideas. You're not going to like the stuff I like. I might. Let me try. Give me a chance. Okay. Also, I would like our listeners, take a screenshot of your podcast. Send them to me. I'm super curious. I would love to see them because I think people recommend podcasts when they find like a new one that Mm -hmm. they like, but I'm like, no, what are your go-to podcasts? What do you listen to all the time? I want to know. I know that question comes up all the time. feels like a tired question, but I, it's not to me. I tell me what you're listening to. In addition to us, of course. Thank you. Let's take a quick break and come back with Megan and Wendy approved. It's time for Megan and Wendy Approve, where we each share something that we have been loving lately, and we want you to know about it. I was with Wendy when she bought her item. Tell us about it. It is called the Trim Charcoal Treated 2-in-1 Cleanser and Massager. Look, it's... You know how... You know that lip brush? Yes. Okay, it's a silicone pad, basically, that's on a stick. And on the other side, it has like a spatula. So you can use the spatula to dig out like masks uh, and apply that to your Anything face. in a pot? Yes. Love it. And then the silicone brush is like the nubs are so tiny, like that lip brush. Uh-huh. And you just uh, scrub it all over your face. And I love the shape of it. It's almost like in a teardrop. And you can it can get right into the crevices of your nose. Yeah. Um, I'm real bad at washing my face. You know this. And not this. this has made it any better, but, like, I put it in the shower and mm-hmm. I just scrub my face like I'm brushing my teeth. I love it. Yes, and it's a manual scrubber. There's no power. There's doesn't no, it doesn't vibrate no. or spin or anything. It's no. just, like, a scrub your face with it. Yeah. It was awesome. I am wearing my approved item. I've talked about these, but they've never been an approved item, so it's time that they make the cut. And these are the wit and wisdom girlfriend jeans. I have several styles, but the girlfriend jeans are my favorite. They are comfortable to wear all day long. The material is soft. They're stretchy. I found myself wearing a lot of sweatpants and leggings because my jeans didn't fit. And if you were in the same boat, please buy new jeans, (laughs) buy a bigger size, buy jeans that are comfortable life is too short for pants that are not comfortable they come in several washes they are often sold out on Nordstrom and all I can tell you is to keep checking back because I just think they're popular and if you go they'll only have like size two and four Mm -hmm. and that's because girls who wear a size two and four don't necessarily need a stretchy waistband and girls that wear a 12 and 14 and 16 really want that stretchy waistband the waistband on these pants because I have several of them too thanks to Megan yes they're so comfortable. Yes. I'm like, why did it take so long? And they're a Nordstrom brand. Typically, they're 68 or $78 for a pair. So they're not a Target or an Old Navy price, but they're also not a $200 pair of mm-hmm. jeans. And I'm happy to pay $68 or $78 for jeans that fit comfortably. Hear, here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast We would love any of your thoughts on all the things we talked about today. All of the shows and the books that we mentioned will be listed in our show notes. Wendy has a big job ahead of her today. (laughs) But again, if you like our podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So if you take just a quick minute to leave us a review, we love it forever. It makes our entire day and it helps people find our podcast We'll be back on Thursday with our thoughts on the Hallmark movie, Welcome to Mamas, and we have a very special guest on that podcast, so please join us. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.